0: Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the SICK Podcast, Recruits, Draftcast. Hockey is finally coming. It's now. It was yesterday. It's today. It's tomorrow. It counts. Finally, the preseason's over. We get to actually enjoy some hockey, some real hockey. Now, we have a lot to talk about today because, obviously, there was a a very anticipated debut made last night by one of the top prospects in recent memory. We're also going to be talking about all the prospects now turning rookies who made the nhl opening lineup Uh, we're also going to be talking about a really important injury down in the khl for a top prospect for the 2024 draft as always we're going to be delving into our habs prospect of the week our sleeper of the week and prospect of the week you don't want to miss it so let's get started turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Podcast. Recruits Draftcast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select. From the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The Sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's gonna be sick. As always, I am your host, producer Shane, joined by the amazing Grant McCagg. Now, Grant, yesterday, everybody and their mother was glued to the TV, waiting for Connor Vlasic. Bedard to make his NHL
1: oh. debut against. Uh, sorry, what's that? Vlasic. I thought you were going to say everybody was glued to the TV to uh, see the debut of Vlasic, Alex Vlasic.
0: He got
1: the <laughs> primary. It's funny he got the primary assist on the goal that. Uh, Bedard got his uh, assist on yeah. everybody. Donato. You know, nobody mentioned the fact that that was his first NHL point, and, and it was uh, it yeah. was the primary assist. But oh, that secondary assist guy! Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: But there's another there's another player who made his NHL debut yesterday. That's Kevin Korchinski.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: It's worth noting because he is he is a top level prospect selected in the first round, 2022. But obviously, right, the the, the name on everyone's mouth. Everyone dying to see him play against his idol, Sidney Crosby, is Connor Bedard. Uh, yeah. Ended the game with an assist, like you mentioned, I think 21 minutes ice time. So let's jump right into it. Like, wh- what did you think of his game uh, yesterday?
1: Well, yeah, I got thrown uh, to the fire, like, uh, arguably the best player of the past 20 years. Uh, yeah. Welcome to, to the, the kid, NHL, And he, uh, you know, head to head against him. I. I- I've been saying that he's probably uh, it's too early to be considering his size and age to be uh, playing them at center. And then they, you know, Luke Richardson, who is a lot smarter man than me when it comes to hockey, uh, you know, 21 minutes uh, at center up against Sid, the kid. And he, I mean, he had a few hiccups defensively, but uh, all in all, I think uh, it was a pretty, uh, uh, pretty solid showing from him. He had, I know at one point they were saying 11 attempted shots, uh, you know, after like two periods or something insane like that. Like he, (laughs) he loves to uh, create offense and it's quite apparent that he's going to do it right from uh, game one of his NHL career. And it's going to be exciting to, uh, to follow his career path. that's it. That's it.
0: I, I mean, you know, first few shifts getting those nerves out, but really quickly, I thought he, he kind of, found his groove he was confident he shot the puck right he knows that's his tool that is his main weapon and, and yeah. so he ripped it a few times and it was it came close I mean he came really close you know I hear people saying ah Matthew's got four in his debut uh Bernard's a loser <laughs> I mean come on you didn't watch the game clearly well, like was it half? Habs- many... <laughs> was,
1: was <it> Habs- <laughs> saying that or I, I, I don't I know I just I just kept
0: I just kept scrolling. I don't want to see that. That would probably
1: have been Leaf fans that were making that comment, wouldn't it have been?
0: I mean, uh, yeah.
1: Debuts. You you make uh, the deduction yourself, but uh,
0: nonetheless, I think, you know what? I think it was a successful debut and they got the win, right? You know, and any competitive player really wants the win at the end of the day, and that's what they got. So uh, I think Connor Bernard's uh, NHL debut was considered a success now what about kevin korchinski because that that bothered me a little how he fell you know in the background in the shadows right nobody was talking about him but they did their rookie lap together they both got fined for not paying for not wearing a helmet uh so what about kevin Did did you like his game at all
1: i uh yeah i again uh 19 year old playing defense in the uh against sid the kid in malkin like uh he held his own. I thought, um, I, I, if it wasn't Chicago, he probably is starting, uh, back you know, he's back in junior for his final year, but, uh, that they need the help just like Montreal last year, working in four, four or five rookie defensemen. Chicago is going to do that this year. And, uh, I think it's exciting for the, for their fan base and their club that, uh, that two such high profile guys, uh kids are, are coming in at the same time. And I mean, he's a puck mover. It's gonna be fun watching him yeah. him set up Bedard through the years because uh Korczynski's one of the best playmaking um defensemen to come out of the CHL in the past decade. So mm-hmm. uh you know, you've got the playmaker giving it to the shooter. They're gonna uh, there's gonna be a lot of Bedard uh, from K- uh, um score, score lines oh, over yeah. the years. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun watching those two. Uh... With supply
0: chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on Logistics Insights at maersk.com
1: slash insights. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Evolve.
0: Yeah, no, that's well said. That's well said. Um, and I mean, there's, there's going to be more NHL debuts to come this week. Um, I mean, three notable ones, obviously Logan Cooley with the Arizona coyotes, Adam Fantilli with the Columbus blue jackets and Leo Carlson with the Anaheim ducks. Um, you know, I mean, the, the call to race is going to be really, really interesting this year. Um, you know, those those three guys are, are really big names. Right. You know, you can throw in Devin Levi, but he's already played a game, a few games in the NHL. So uh, those three are going to get their rookie laps, maybe a maybe a helmet, maybe not. Depends if the team wants to pay that fine, which, it, by the way, I mean, come on, you know, <sighs> just let them do the lap without the helmet. Who cares? Uh, anyways, that's that's a debate for another. They should, time. uh,
1: since they're gonna get fined, anyways, they should just wrap some rainbow tape around their head. <laughs> ah, there you go, go out, you know, go out, do their lap. And, uh, I mean, can they get double fined? They could maybe say, Hey, that's double jeopardy, you know, you only know, <laughs> find me once here. So, uh, yeah, just get or wear a rainbow toque or something that would, if I was, you know, the, you're doing your rookie lap, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no helmet. You're gonna get fined anyways. Put on a rainbow, Duke. That's it.
0: Yeah, the NHL has uh, their priorities at the right place, just as always. Great <laughs> job, fantastic. Anyways, we're here to talk well, about prospects. We're not gonna. They did
1: it not to not to get criticized. And uh, what what's happened ever since they made that decision? Yeah, Crit- criticism. Like they got more. I don't know. I'm like, not quite sure how the you know they, if that was the best thought out. Uh, plan that they've they've made but uh it's this day and age that uh you know people they're going to get criticized and I was surprised that they came out with that uh ruling but uh yeah. then again it's the NHL and nothing uh completely surprises me when it comes to uh things of that nature
0: mm-hmm. and and considering you know the outpouring of players who vividly disagree with this this new rule uh anyways the NHL should probably, you know, reconsider a lot of their operations, not just that a lot. They're not, they're far from perfect, but um, anyways, yeah, the the Logan Cooley, Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson will be making their NHL debut. Will they stick with the team? Most likely. There's always a possibility they only play nine games, but I think those guys, you know, are pretty much locked in. Now uh, looking at the list of, you know, rookies or prospects turning into rookies there's two that kind of caught my eye that really you know most people didn't have making the lineup um from start of training camp that is matthew poitra from boston and fraser minton from toronto uh again those two guys were not mostly for most people they weren't expected to make the nhl lineup but they really showed out in the preseason and they gave their their GM no choice they had to make the team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I uh I was on with Tony um after the rookie um you know, the rookie tournament and asked who who I thought stood out for Boston and that was the kid that in that, I thought in the rookie yep. tournament was outstanding and he continued that into uh exhibition play. It's funny in his draft year like going into his draft year, he was he was rated as a first round guy uh, coming off his sixteen year old year, very highly regarded, and he had a disappointing draft year. You know, to the point where he dropped, I believe it was into the fifties, uh, where where they ended up getting him. But there's one instance of a, of a player, and it's why you have to be careful with kids that have disappointing draft years, but. Mm-hmm were highly regarded before, I think Tristan Luneau is another perfect example. He he also dropped into the 50s, um, but, I mean, former first overall pick in the queue, right? Um, Looked at as maybe a top 10 guy early in his draft year, and then just did not, had struggles in his draft year. You can't, I mean, you have, it, it goes two ways. It's so hard with predicting these guys because yeah. you you have to watch what they do, but you also have to remember what they've done in the past. It's the same deal with Shane Wright. Like mm-hmm. if you just went strictly on his draft year, if there was no, except, you know, this hype going into his draft year, he probably doesn't go top 10 in the draft, but he had the reputation, right? He was just so phenomenal when he was 15, 16. And so far, I think, you know, I mean, he didn't make, there, there's an example of a, of a kid that if you'd have said two years ago, oh, uh, he's, you know, he's going to be in the AHL uh, two years after he was drafted, they'd have thought you were crazy. Yeah. you know. Um, so it just, it, you just don't know how it's going to, going to turn out with these guys. Poitras, now he's, you know, he evolved in the past year to the point where you say, okay, that that's the guy that we thought that we were going to see when he was 16. Um, right. and the same thing with Luno, <clears throat> like he he turned over the puck constantly. I I saw him his draft year a lot. Looked like he didn't have good hockey sense. Uh, panicked when he, he was under pressure. Made uh. uh Pedestrian first passes didn't really show much creativity, but then, so he drops into the fifties, I believe it was, wasn't even the top uh, drafted defenseman on his team. Like Anaheim picked Noah Warren uh, ahead of him, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and played on the same team. And at one point, Luno was thought top five, top 10 early on in his draft year, but uh, Something went off uh, you know, light switch went off in the in the last year and he's he matured, and he got uh, more reps. One of the reasons why I think he struggled in his draft year was because he hadn't played a lot of hockey and uh you know the COVID, a few things like that. But he got a he got a ton of games in last year. He uh and he's really developed for him. He he might even be a bigger surprise than Poitra uh considering that he's 19 yeah. year old, uh, playing defense. You know, they already, they already have Minchikov that made the yeah, team. So true. they're, they're going to have two, uh, two teen. Uh, I mean, they might be turning 20, but two certainly going into camp, two teenage defensemen on the blue line. That's, uh, you don't see that too often. So exciting, um, times ahead in Anaheim too. I think, uh, Leo Carlson's, uh, yeah. you know, uh, those two kids on defense and a bunch of guys coming like Zell Wigger, very highly touted. He, well, he didn't make it, you know, he, he's the one that needed time. And I don't think anybody would have predicted last year that, uh, Luno would make the team and Zell Wigger wouldn't. So it's, it's great for their organization that they're, that they're building, uh, a, a young core and Drysdale's back. Obviously, they got him signed, so they're uh, they're going to be exciting a, a year or two away, I guess. But um, you got to like what's happening in Anaheim. Mm-hmm.
0: And assuming that they don't perform too well this year, they're going to add another top level pick uh, in 2024. So yeah, Anaheim—they're building something special. Um, uh, it's uh, you know, teams teams in the West should be scared. Uh, let's oh, just yeah. say that. <laughs> uh, Minton
1: uh, Minton. sorry I didn't I didn't touch on him and uh, both yeah. of our uh, Toronto fans that are watching might want to want to hear about that um he uh, he, uh he, it's funny uh I know a guy that loved Poitras and ranked him a lot higher and he was picked and it was the same with Minton hmm. um he thought he was probably a first-round guy, and now both these guys are in the NHL, so he looks like a genius, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why he's scouting in the NHL, and I'm not, could have something to do with it. But anyway, uh, I've given him some plaudits about it. That, you know, I guess you were right on those guys. But uh, yeah, he he plays a pro game. Um, I don't think he's somebody that you would say has... Awesome offensive upside, uh, but to, to crack the NHL at that age uh, just goes to show how how solid he is both ways. Already, yeah. he plays a, a very uh, responsible two way game. Has NHL size, NHL s- skills, um, middle line potential all day. Once he uh, w- once he fills out and gets experience, so. It, um, I think it's really big for Toronto that they got a couple of, uh, they finally got a couple of kids on their entry level contracts that are playing, that are going to play regularly, it looks like, him and Nice. Because uh, yeah. it, it's been so, and they both have middle line, you know, top, top six, top mm-hmm. nine potential. Nice could be on the top line, you know, uh, eventually. So when you've got ELC contracts in your top nine, uh, I think that's something that they have needed the last two or three years because they have all those big contracts. Uh, it's tough to fill those out. You're not going to get true, legitimate top six, top nine journeymen, uh, mm-hmm. typically at 900000 a year or whatever. <laughs> but uh, obviously, ELC guys, it doesn't matter. Connor Bedard's on an ELC, right? So there, there are quite a few guys on elcs that definitely have top six potential and i think it's important for a team that has uh cap issues to, to to finally be getting those draft picks that that can play top nine role for you uh on entry-level contracts so it's big for them that uh they got a couple kids in the lineup this year that's it yeah
0: well said well said um so switching over to Overseas, there in the KHL, uh, there's a prospect that we've been talking about since we started the show. Really, Ivan Demidov. Um, there's a report that came out from Hockey News Hub on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, he is supposed to miss the next two and a half months with a knee injury. Now that's that is significant time for a player who cannot be scouted in person. Right, scouts cannot go to Russia. They only they can only rely on on video. So he's missing all that chunk of time and he's not getting a whole lot of opportunities on his team to begin with. So this is pretty big news regarding his draft stock. Like he could, this could genuinely affect him. eh?
1: Uh, well, it might, it might affect his uh, ranking over the next three months, but, uh, presumably he'll be back the second half of the season and playing, Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully playing regularly. He, uh, Oh, it's tough with these guys, kids playing Russia uh, sometimes. Um, just keeping track of where where they're playing. Um, I mean, he saw a game in the uh, MHL, the VHL, the KHL, uh, and I had no idea day to day which I should be looking out for what team he, he might be playing. You know, I'd have to look at box scores and.
0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: I'd lost him all together at one point, and then I thought, oh, okay, he's playing in the VHL, which is kind of like their AHL equivalent in Russia. So, uh, yeah, he was getting jerked around, not getting ice time in in the KHL, uh, going down for a game in junior, and then getting brought up to VHL, and then he hadn't played for a week. Like, I was looking at all three teams in that system, uh, SKA, and he wasn't playing at all. And I'm wondering, okay, so he's gone from VHL, MHL, KHL, that not playing at all. Why? Uh, And then we find out that he's he's got the knee injury. So, um, looks like he'll be missing the World Juniors, eh, uh, Shane? (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Big
0: miss? (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. like you know normally you'd say oh wow that's too bad like we would love to see him in, in the world juniors but obviously that's not going to uh affect things in any way yep. in that regard so uh it it's too bad for him and his stock has i mean a couple other kids have come on uh the, the hot start by Eisenman, it's hard not to uh to slot him ahead of De- demidov at this point and mm-hmm. um i mean if uh Demidov ends up playing 4 minutes a game in the KHL when he returns and doesn't get any points. He's not going to end up being top 2 in the draft, but uh certainly doesn't mean that he he doesn't uh, have that that ability and that talent. So it's going to be interesting with him just like it was with Michkov last year. There'll be there'll yeah. be question marks, there'll be uh concerns. Uh seems like that I mean it's the same organization, right, that has Meechkov, and they've loaned out Meechkov for two straight years, didn't... michkov and demodov were top five in scoring for them in the in the preseason, and they didn't, you know... Uh, no wonder they got off to such a horrible start. Yeah. They, they couldn't score goals. Well, two of your top five scorers in preseason don't make your team, They're, you know, that you might be able to figure out why they're not scoring. Yeah. Um, so there, obviously Rottenberg's not a, not a huge fan of, uh, young players. Uh, so there's going to be some concern about Demidov's development. Uh, and it may end up hurting him on draft day. It's like, well, yeah. he's going to play another two years in, in Russia, getting this treatment that Michkov got, uh, for two years um, it it, teams could shy away from taking him in the top five and if he drops out of the top five certainly talent wise somebody will be getting a a steal
0: big time yeah that's it it's it's so confusing it's yeah I I wouldn't want to be a scout trying to analyze Russian players because (laughs) there's just so many factors and you can't go over there You, you only have the video and Ah, anyways, that's, it's going to be something to keep an eye on. We'll be talking about this throughout the season until the draft comes, but he's out for the next two and a half months minimum, uh, with, with a pretty serious knee injury. So, uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, all right. Habs prospect of the week. I don't think this comes to a surprise to many people. None other than Lane Hudson, 2022 second round pick 62nd overall had a crazy crazy game there. Uh let's look at some footage and, and you can break it down, Grant.
1: Yeah, I think everybody's seen the overtime goal. This uh this footage just shows him uh breaking ankles basically. I got two minutes here of him uh breaking ankles. So it's entertaining. I don't I've never a, I've never seen a prospect uh in college hockey. I mean mccard. Would dangle like that a game, you know, once a game, maybe twice a game. But he, mm-hmm. we got two minutes of it here. Yeah. I, um, I went through, I looked at the stats from uh, Instat and it had him possessing the puck for a minute twenty in the game, and I said, "There's just no way." I yeah. watched the game and, like I did, the thousand and one, thousand and two. Every time he had <laughs> the puck, and counted wrote down, <laughs> wrote down every shift, how long he, he possessed the puck. And then I, I, I counted slow. <laughs> uh, it was over four minutes that he had the, puck. wow. Yeah. And really when I looked at the clock and realized, okay, I'm counting maybe, you know, uh, two seconds for every three seconds, it could have been closer to six minutes that he possessed the puck in this game, which is That's ridiculous, absolutely insane like I just don't like that's bar- bordering on Bobby Orr against the California Seals back then <laughs> you know um, but he's just he, just watching these tapes it just uh his uh. edge work his edge work and his uh his uh, stick handling ability are uh are just insane for a, for a 19 year old kid like what's he going to do at the world juniors it's just going to be it's going to be really fun to watch because i bet you he uh he puts up two points a game he's going to i think he's going to have two points a game in uh in college, yeah. sure yeah and celebrini wait like wait till uh, celebrini gets rolling oh you could see you saw the flashes of it here there it is there he just set him up in front of the net yeah. uh celebrini's mega skills those two guys are just going to uh eat up uh college hockey this year and it's going to be fun i'm going to see as many games as i can of uh of bu because it's going to be you know i'd love to have a season ticket for their for their games this year because it anyone that's going to see those two are just going to be treated to some entertaining hockey but yeah one point you typically you know well Best halves prospect of the week had one point, yeah, but it was OT game winner. Uh, he played thirty-six minutes in that game. You know, <laughs> nineteen-year-old defenseman in college, uh, two hundred and sixty-nine puck touches, which again I've never seen. I've uh, I always look at puck touches. I think it's important, mm-hmm. uh, especially for defensemen, uh, offensive defensemen, and, and centermen. Um, to see how many times they touch a puck in a game. And uh, I've seen guys just on their absolute best game come close to 200 puck touches. That's considered phenomenal in a game. And he had 269. Uh, a lot of good players only get 69 puck touches in a game, and he, <laughs> he had another 200 on top of that. So it was uh, – I realized it was Bentley, and we can't get – uh, you know, if he if he has over 200 puck touches against Boston College, that's probably you know, even if it's 201, that's more significant than 269 perhaps against Bentley. But they, they gave him all the, I mean, it took them to overtime to win, yeah. So he, uh, the whole overtime period was just him, t- him possessing the puck basically. It's uh, you, you can see why. When it gets to overtime, uh, it's about fifty-fifty chance that the guy that's going to end it is Lane Hudson because he's just, you know, you know, I mean, he's dynamic on the power play and, and on five-on-five, on five, but three-on-three, three, it's. I don't think there's even a uh, a word that I can think of that <laughs> descri- that describes how dynamic he is three-on-three.
0: Three. Oh yeah, no, that's it. Like when when I when you showed me. Because I saw your tweet about like the puck touches and the ice time. Uh, I was telling my parents like this <coughs> apologies. There's there's a bit of a bug going around. Um, yeah, but I, I was showing my parents, I'm like, do you do you understand how insane this is? You know, like it, it just blew my mind. Um, he does whatever he wants, and I I can't remember the last time that Habs had a defenseman like this. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Suban had you know the offensive ob- abilities and all that. Uh Markov could run the power play, but oh, at that yeah. level is 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 yeah. I don't I don't I don't I can't
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll talk I'll, talk I'll talk I'll talk for a bit me, here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's bringing tears to your eyes. Yeah, no, I. Uh, it's beautiful, <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> he's, uh, um, no, uh, it, we saw it again in preseason. Montreal needs a power play quarterback. They really do. I mean, Matheson's going to do the job, and I think he's capable of it, and he'll do, he'll do okay. But uh, as far as an elite top of the league uh, power play quarterback, it's been, uh, I don't know, you have to go back to Chelios probably, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, at his peak when he was winning the Hart Trophies to see a Subban wasn't uh, your consummate playmaking uh, power play quarterback. He, I mean, he had the blast from the point and he could, mm-hmm. you know, he made some nice passes, but he wasn't, he doesn't have the vision and the uh, the puck skills that uh, that Lane Hudson has, and it's just uh, yeah. The question will be, can he handle the size and at the NHL level? And we'll see that. But I mean, I I went through the tape and made a you know made a full uh, his bad plays and his good plays, and there are very few uh, bad defensive plays because he typically. Yeah. He's always got the puck when he's out there. Best uh, defense is a good offense, is what they always used to say. Well, I mean, you don't have to worry about his defense if he's got the puck and <laughs> like uh, there, he's not. He doesn't have to defend when he's got the puck. That's and uh, he's he had it for like five, six minutes probably in that game. So um, there were only two or three times when he. The puck was in their end for any length of time, and he had to try to defend the guy in front of the net and stuff. So it, it's almost an unfortunate part of, of trying to scout him is that you just don't get to see him defending that much because it, it's usually in the other team's end. So yeah. uh, he's only going to have to be okay defensively, I think, at the NHL level uh, to play to play a role because um, it, it looks like the whenever he's on the ice, th- there's going to be offensive chances. So it's uh, it's pretty encouraging for Canadians fans to see to see a, a kid with that potential. Um, like this, this could be a point per game uh, NHL defenseman if he puts it all together.
0: And and they got him in the second round ridiculous well it definitely won't be the last time he's featured on the show I can tell you that much uh he's he's gonna be lighting it up and be you that's for sure uh all right now sleeper of the week I grant I feel like you're trying to trip me up with these names Uh, granted they are playing very well but indulge me as I as I try to pronounce please in the comments you know correct me if I'm wrong it's Yelte Thompson sleeper of the week
1: yeah uh lassie's uh lassie's cousin Yelty. no i don't Lassie think you got
0: <laughs> put on waivers claim put on waivers claim yeah it's it's,
1: it's spelled differently but um yeah I don't know about the tomes part but sure you got Yalti right anyway
0: let's roll with that
1: yeah well, I mean I made a point of uh going to the Swedish pronunciation on Google just to mm. double check i I didn't figure it was Hjalty, but He's um he is a late 2005. Now he's playing against Vaxio hmm. at here and they've got Fre- Frey and uh Willenius on defense and a fellow uh, Anton Lind Lind who we yeah. um who is another Dane actually. Look at that goal. Nice. nice. eh? But uh this is all in just in the first two periods of the game against uh, against Vaxio that has three really good draft elcha prospects, including two on the fence, he had two goals and an assist in the first period and was the best player on the ice. Mm-hmm. So uh, for a kid that's still just uh, 17 years of age, soon be turning 18, here, here he is again, just uh, very good puck skills. Very... Um, sees the ice well, has a good, has a good shot. Um, looks like he competes decently too. Um, it's funny. Uh, I was looking at the Austria is not playing in the world juniors. The, they're in the, the division one world juniors this year. Hmm. So we won't see Ryan at Christmas time because Austria is not, not in the big one, but they're in division two or Division 1A or whatever it is, the next level. And uh, one of the teams that they'll be facing is Denmark. Now, um, that Lind kid who we featured before is going to be on Denmark and who faced uh, Thompson in that game and scored a goal too, I might add. Uh, Still looking good. But so will Thompson. So I was looking over... Uh, in the last eight drafts, seven Danes have been drafted. So, to have two that are going to—I think they're both going yeah. um, to be drafted—to have two to look at. Maybe there'll be more scouts at that at that tournament than you would normally see, and I think you'll see uh, a few have scouts, obviously, because they'll be going to keep an eye on Reinbacher, Reinbacher, and uh, and they will they will get to see these two Danes and hopefully get a good look at them because I, I think they're both drafts. Um, Thompson, I hadn't, I hadn't seen before. And, um, he has 13 points in his last 10 games playing, uh, playing a Swedish junior. Um, that's, that's good stats. Yeah. Uh, he's about 511 170 So not, not the biggest guy, but, that you know that's that's decent size that's if if you can produce like that uh in your draft year um, you certainly don't dock a guy too much for being being that size so I'm um, gonna keep an eye on him the rest of the year gonna add him to my draft list and hope that he continues to um to produce like he like he has in recent games and um who knows maybe he'll go in the top three rounds so that's uh that's a sleeper pick. I don't think yeah. a lot of people uh had him on the radar. So let's hope that uh that he keeps playing like he, he is and um he'll end up being a draft pick. So there'll be two hopefully there'll be two Danes at least going going in the draft this year and that's uh yeah. that's cool that it it's nice to see other nations starting to develop a, a bit more. Um mm. Uh, you know, uh, Scandinavian Norway looks like they like they've got knee guard there. Mister Shinpad, ah. he's going to go high, and uh, there's there's a, another couple of kids in Norway that are probably going to go, and at least two Danes. Uh, that that's nice to see because uh, the more nations there are that are producing NHL talent, the uh, the better the talent in the NHL will get. That's it. That's a fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree. The
0: more, the better. Um, it's great stuff. Keep something. To keep an eye on. So, okay, <clears throat> prospect of the week uh, is Mister Tej Iginla. Now, if if the last name sounds familiar, you're not you're not going crazy. He is the son of Jerome Iginla, and he is having quite the week.
1: Should should ask me how you pronounce his first name before we started too. Is it uh, I think it's pitch? probably Ty. Ty? Uh it's easier to say. Let's <laughs> go with that. Um, yeah, he's um chip off the old block. Look at this. Nice uh nice moves, got an assist there. Uh he's got a great shot, like his old man. Breakaway goal there was pretty sweet. Mm. You'll see the I put in the extra highlight here. Check out the – he's got nice hands, but very good finish. He had five goals and two assists in two games on the weekend. Wow. Um, when I looked at tape of him in the offseason, um, I, I, he was with Seattle last year, so he didn't get a lot of ice time. You know, they were, a, they were a great team. There was a great shot. But you could see that he had the talent, and then they traded him to Kelowna, and he's getting uh, – he's playing with Crystal – Hmm. first line and he's uh he's blossoming, not really surprising me, but this kid's uh he looks like first round first round um ability here and he keeps like all of these kids if he keeps producing there's a nice tip from crystal crystal setting them up you're gonna see this a lot sure. but good hands you know. That was a perfect tip. Uh, the puck was off the ice, and he uh, he redirected it perfectly. Um, yeah, it looks like the old man a little bit, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, if he plays anything like him, that that could
1: be a really nice. Wow. Well, I mean, look at this. Does that not remind you a bit of the old man? Like big time. Pretty, uh, pretty stocky kid. Like he's strong. Good skater. Look at that and uh, almost scored that was a good shot as you'll see here the goalie had to make a good make a good uh, save on that um no i i like his skill level i like his size I almost scored if he'd have scored there he would have had six goals on the weekend so um got to be excited about this kid uh, he's uh climbing the the draft rankings and i wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being a uh, a first round guy, hmm. you, you like the fact you have to like the fact that it's uh, the son of a Hall of Famer too, right? That's it. Um, the pedigree's there. So um, I'll double check on his name because I I should have looked it up too, but uh, pr- pretty sure that uh, they call him Ty. It's easier that way. But uh, you know, Tige is kind of a it's kind of an odd name, but hey. Jerome with an A. Jerome with an A is not not usual either, right? So they uh yeah. they uh uh there's a lot of ah, it's nice that we get away from the, all the the standard names, everyone being called Mark and John and Paul and you know. So only problem is and we gotta we have to pronounce them.
0: That's so. it. Well, at least it's not our job. Our job is to analyze players and how they play hockey. So that's yeah, what we'll yeah. be focusing on more so. We'll, uh, we'll but be yeah, called, we'll Mr. Aguinla Jr. For, for now yeah, on that's uh, right. is, is really turning heads. And, and like you said, he's in the conversation for the first round. So uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, finally getting an againla back in the NHL. I think everybody's going to be happy about that, no doubt. Um, that about wraps it up for this week, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for liking, subscribing, commenting, uh, you know, send us any kind of feedback. We take it and we try to apply any, any topic you'd like us to talk about. Let us know. And obviously you can't forget to go check out recruits.ca, um, for all your Habs and draft content and even Habs and draft content for only three ninety nine dollars a month, uh, definitely worth that subscription fee, it's pennies, that, right? And that, you you get all kinds of exclusive stuff. So definitely go check that out.
1: That's that's Canadian too, right? So any of you uh, better. Americans watching this fine program, uh, do the math on that. You're paying, I, I think it's about a buck eighty five a month for Habs coverage, mm-hmm. and around two ninety nine uh, for the full coverage. So it's it's uh, it's pretty. I leave it as inexpensive as I can. And, uh, there's going to be a ton of video, uh, put up like on all the prospects, whether they they're on the Habs or draft eligible, we'll be putting up tons of videos. I've got two or three guys helping me out scouting this year and, um, th- they're all great. And they'll be putting up some great videos. In, in addition to the ones that I put up and I'll be going to a lot of games live too, of course. And, uh, Looking forward to uh, just a fantastic season, NHL season. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to. Uh, I think it's going to be a great one. I think the Habs are going to be a, a little better than than most of the prognosticators are uh, are projecting, and they might they might end up surprising. So it's going to be a fun season, both for the draft and f- for the Habs. Uh, looking forward to it.
0: Likewise, likewise, and we will cover it all. Right here on the Sick Podcast recruits Draftcast, so make sure you follow and turn on those notifications. Uh, Grant, thank you as always. I will see you next week. Take care, everyone. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcast.